This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. FOMC meeting retail sales. What to know in the week ahead. Investors this week will be closely watching the Federal Open Market Committee's, or FOMC, Wednesday monetary policy decision, as well as a key report on the state of the consumer. The FOMC's March meeting will take place Tuesday and Wednesday, with a decision set for Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. While this week's monetary policy decision will more than likely yield no immediate policy changes, it will take on additional weight in providing more commentary on the central bank's thinking about the pace of the economic recovery and whether a faster-than-expected rebound might warrant a nearer-term adjustment to the Fed's policy. In other words, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will be tasked with towing the line between offering a more optimistic assessment of the trajectory of the economy, while also assuaging market participants' fears that the recovery may lead to overheating and a rapid rise in inflation. We think it is likely that the FOMC economic forecasts will acknowledge the improved growth picture this year and some transitory inflationary pressures as well, but will continue to show a long road toward conditions consistent with maximum employment that would put sustained pressure on inflation. Morgan Stanley economist Ellen Zentner wrote in a note Friday. So far, Powell and other FOMC officials have said that the Fed would leave policy as is even if the economy experiences a stint of above-target inflation to compensate for the years of below-target inflationary pressures. However, investors have been nervously contemplating the likelihood of an unchecked jump in inflation later this year as more businesses reopen and massive amounts of consumer demand unlock. In such a scenario, many investors have feared the Fed might react by moving faster than it has currently telegraphed by quickly raising interest rates, slowing asset purchases, and otherwise tightening monetary policy to stave off inflationary pressures. These predictions have manifested in the fixed income markets, with the 10-year Treasury yield climbing some 50 basis points over the past month alone to more than 1.6%, both in anticipation of a strong economic recovery and of a possibly earlier-than-expected Fed move. But Powell has said in recent public remarks that he believes any signs of inflation in the economy data this year would be transient. He has also maintained that the move higher in Treasury yields reflects an improving outlook on economic growth, a stance he is likely to reiterate during this week's press conference. We do not expect a policy reaction from the FOMC with respect to ongoing volatility in the Treasury market. 
Chair Powell will likely highlight the Fed's current forward guidance and flexible average inflation targeting, or FAIT, for short-term rates in order to push back on current market liftoff pricing. Nomura economist Louis Alexander wrote in a note, We expect Powell to reiterate that recent increases in long-term rates likely reflect increased optimism over the recovery, but that persistent signs of market illiquidity bear monitoring. As of December, the Fed signaled it would keep the benchmark Fed funds rate at near zero levels through at least 2023. While the Fed will likely say rates will remain on hold at least through the next two years, the central bank's updated summary of economic projections this week may show one rate hike as soon as in 2023 as economic conditions improve, some economists have speculated. We do not expect any substantive changes to the Fed's core policies, including forward guidance and asset purchases, at the March FOMC meeting, Alexander added. Additional fiscal stimulus and moderating new COVID-19 cases should strengthen the Fed's near-term outlook. However, we believe a stronger economic outlook, including a slightly higher inflation trajectory, will result in the median dot in 2023 showing one rate hike. Retail Sales One of the most closely watched economic reports this week will be the February retail sales print from the Commerce Department on Tuesday. Consensus economists are looking for retail sales to have pulled back in February after surging by the most in seven months in January. Specifically, retail sales are expected to have fallen 0.7% month-over-month following January's 5.3% rise. The February retail sales report likely revealed a deep freeze in consumer spending, Bank of America economist Michelle Meyer wrote in a recent note. This decline reflects three main factors. One, payback from the stimulus-induced gain in January, two, delayed tax refunds, and three, winter blizzard. The first two factors had a particularly negative impact on the lower-income group. January's retail sales report showed a strong rebound in some of the categories hardest hit during the pandemic. Department store sales spiked by nearly 24% month-over-month, bringing these stores' year-over-year sales declines to just 3%. Electronics and appliance stores also saw a nearly 15% rise in sales at the start of the year. Retail sales overall were up 7.4% year-over-year in January, extending a stretch of year-over-year gains that began last summer as consumers increasingly spent on goods to compensate for a lack of opportunities to spend on services like leisure travel during the pandemic. Despite the probable February drop in retail sales, the outlook for spending later this year remains strong, as a $1.9 trillion infusion of stimulus percolates through the economy and as mass vaccinations allow more spending to come back online. And consumers have been sitting on historic levels of savings as the pandemic drags out into its second year, with the personal savings rate hovering at an elevated 20.5% in January. As in-person activities begin to reopen, the degree to which consumers reopen their wallets will depend on how they view their newly amassed capital, according to Bank of America. The spending multiplier will mainly depend on whether people view the money saved as wealth or deferred income. If it is treated like wealth, we would expect a very low payout in the order of $0.04 on the dollar. If it is seen as deferred income, the payout will be much higher, even if the money is mainly held by high-income households. Ethan Harris, Bank of America Head of Global Economics Research, wrote in a note Friday, We lean toward the latter. Therefore, we expect the glut of excess savings to help support exceptional growth this year in addition to the tailwinds from fiscal stimulus and an improving virus picture. 
For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. In business, it can be hard to predict what new startup, stock, or software will change the game next. But thankfully, you don't have to be a business guru to know State Farm has surprisingly great rates on car insurance. It's the coverage you need to fit your budget. Now that's good business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.